Jonah, chapter 3, verse 10. When God saw what they did, how they turned from their evil way, God relented of the disaster that he had said he would do to them, and he did not do it. But it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he was angry. And he prayed to the Lord and said, O Lord, is this not what I said when I was yet in my country? That is why I made haste to flee to Tarshish. For I knew that you are a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and relenting from disaster. Therefore now, O Lord, please take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. And the Lord said, Do you do well to be angry? Jonah went out of the city and sat to the east of the city and made a booth for himself there. He sat under it in the shade till he should see what would become of the city. Now the Lord God appointed a plant and made it come up over Jonah that it might be a shade over his head to save him from his discomfort. So Jonah was exceedingly glad because of the plant. But when dawn came up the next day, God appointed a worm that attacked the plant so that it withered. When the sun rose, God appointed a scorching east wind and the sun beat down on the head of Jonah so that he was faint. And he asked that he might die and said, it is better for me to die than to live. But God said to Jonah, do you do well to be angry for the plant? And he said, yes, I do well to be angry, angry enough to die. And the Lord said, you pity the plant for which you did not labor, nor did you make it grow, which came into being in a night and perished in a night. And should not I pity Nineveh, that great city in which there are more than 120,000 persons who do not know their right hand from their left, and also much cattle. It's really good to be with you. Good morning. Uh, I don't know whether you've ever uh, had that experience of um, hearing lots about somebody, um, and yet, uh, and kind of forming a picture of them in your head, uh, and yet you finally meet them in real life, get to know them a bit, and you're like, they're totally different to what I expected. I read the other day of a, uh, a posh New York art critic uh, who had that experience as she read through uh, the book of Jonah. Uh, she wasn't a Christian, uh, but at the end of the study, uh, she sat back uh, and she marveled. Uh, what was it that amazed her? Uh, well, it was God. Uh, she was skilled at reading literature, uh, she'd, and she'd always assumed uh, that the God of the Bible was a fairly one-dimensional character, uh, smiting the pagans and blessing believers, uh, as she put it. Uh, But as she read the book of Jonah, uh, she realized that God wasn't really like that at all. Uh, He's a complex character uh, in an amazing way. Uh, Well, today we're going to do exactly what that lady did uh, and have a look at the book of Jonah, uh, the whole book. Uh, And my prayer is that uh, we'll sit back and marvel uh, at uh, God's character uh, so much that we trust him uh, to join his mission. Uh, So as we think about Jonah, we're going to ask this question. uh, What does the story of Jonah tell us about God? 
what does it tell us about God? Uh, but first, let's pray. Heavenly Father, please show us yourself as we look at this book. Uh, give us enough of a, a glimpse of your amazing character uh, that we sit back and marvel. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, well, as I said, we're going to do something uh, a bit different today. Yeah, we're going to look at the whole of the book uh, of Jonah. We only had time to read the last chapter earlier, so um, let me um, uh, tell the story briefly. For some, it might be a, a reminder. Some of you uh, might not know it at all. Uh, Jonah was around about 750 years before Jesus. Uh, we know that because he ministered uh, during the time, we're told that he ministered during the time uh, of a particular Israelite king. Uh, and here's what we read, uh, Jonah chapter 1, uh, verse 1. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it, for their evil has come up before me. But Jonah rose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Now there are a number of uh, surprises in the book of Jonah, uh, not least the ending, uh, which we're going to come to, uh, but the first surprises are here, right in the opening few verses. Uh, surprise number one, uh, God asks a prophet uh, from his people to go out uh, to uh, a city, a Gentile city, uh, not his people. Uh, that's the first time that's happened uh, in the Old Testament. Uh, before then, they'd only been, the prophets had only been sent to God's people. Uh, and this isn't any old city. Uh, it's the capital of the Assyrian Empire. It's one of the most brutal and violent uh, regimes uh, of ancient times. Uh, history records the Assyrians as being um, brutal, uh, there's really nasty things that we, we know about them. Uh, so the first surprise is that God asked Jonah uh, to go to this awful city uh, and warn them. Uh, I mean, why, why warn them at all? Why show them any favors? And the second surprise is this, although it might not be a surprise if you know the story. Jonah goes in completely the opposite direction, doesn't he? Um, he totally ignores God. Uh, it seems he doesn't think that this mission makes any sense at all. I mean, he's probably thinking, uh, firstly, why bother warning this awful nation? Uh, why not just destroy them? Uh, and secondly, why would they listen to him? Why would they listen to Jonah? Uh, it would have been like sending a Jewish rabbi uh, into Nazi Germany. I mean, what hope has Jonah got? Uh, Jonah doesn't trust God, uh, and so he gets a boat in totally opposite direction. Uh, and here we get to the well-known bit. Uh, there's a huge storm, verse 4. Uh, the Lord hurled a great wind upon the sea. Uh, it's so bad that even hardened seamen are terrified. Uh, they realize that it's Jonah's fault that the storm has come upon them. Uh, Jonah knows that too, and so he tells them to hurl him overboard uh, so that the sea will quieten down. Uh, they're not keen on the idea. Uh, they're good men. Uh, but eventually they feel that they have no other option, and they throw him overboard. And then chapter 1, verse 17, the Lord appointed a great fish to swallow up Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. The Lord appointed. Uh, that word appointed uh, appears various times in the book of Jonah, and it tells us that God is in control right the way throughout this story. Uh, he's sovereign over all these events. Uh, and as we work our way through the story, we'll see uh, that God is using all these things in Jonah's life. Uh, the other thing to say here is that it's pretty crazy that you get to eat by a big fish, isn't it? 
um, and he survives it. Uh, can we really believe something like that uh, in this day and age? Uh, well, it depends how you read uh, the rest of the Bible. Uh, because if we believe in a God who uh, created everything, uh, and if we believe that Jesus rose from the dead, uh, an even more incredible miracle uh, than that fish, uh, then it's not too difficult to believe that God might work other miracles sometimes. Uh, and so if this is a, a sticking point for you, how can this fish happen? Uh, then let me encourage you to examine the claims of Jesus first. Uh, make your mind up uh, about him. Uh, but back to the story, uh, Jonah's in the belly of the fish. Uh, it must have been pretty grim in there. I hate the smell of uh, fish at the best of times. Um, but he seems to come to his senses. Uh, he prays to God, uh, recognizing that God uh, has provided this undeserved miracle uh, and a rescue. Uh, and he finishes uh, his prayer to God in chapter 2 uh, like this. Chapter 2, verse 9. But I, with the voice of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will pay. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Uh, Jonah says, uh, you saved me, God. Uh, I'll trust you and do what you ask. And so God comes to Jonah and asks him uh, the same thing a second time. Chapter 3, verse 2. God says, arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it the message that I tell you. Uh, and then we read, so Jonah arose uh, and he went to Nineveh this time. Uh, this time Jonah actually goes. Uh, and here's where we see two more big surprises uh, in the book of Jonah. Uh, the first one is this. The people of Nineveh actually listen to Jonah. If we've heard this story before, uh, we, we forget the shock of that. They actually listen to him. Uh, I mean, it was an awful empire. It was like a terrorist state, like ISIS. Uh, their king issues a decree that they're to turn from their evil ways uh, and, and their violence and they're to call out to God. And so uh, chapter 3, verse 10, when God sees what, uh, saw what they did, how they turned from their evil way, God relented of the disaster that he had said he would do to them uh, and he did not do it. The end. That'd be a great place to finish the book of Jonah, wouldn't it? I mean, on a high, Jonah would be buzzing. They've listened to him. Uh, everything's worked out. The, the people of Nineveh have uh, repented. I mean, let's finish it there. God is great. But it's not the end, is it? And here's the next surprise. Jonah's reaction, uh, chapter 4, verse 1. But it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he was angry. You'd expect Jonah to be rejoicing. I mean, he could have been killed, but instead, he's raging. You see, Jonah uh, goes on to say that the reason he ran away from God in the first place was because he knew that God was a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and relenting from disaster. Uh, Jonah wanted the Ninevites to be punished. Uh, he wanted God to exert justice. Uh, and he's like, I, I knew this would happen. I knew you were like this. Uh, that's why you wanted to warn them in the first place. Uh, and so finally we see the more surprising end uh, to the book of Jonah, which we read earlier in the service. Uh, we're told that uh, Jonah goes out uh, and he sits uh, to the edge of the city, looking over the city of Nineveh, uh, waiting to see what will become of it. Uh, i.e., He's still hoping that God will destroy it. And God patiently helps Jonah to understand uh, by using a plant uh, which grows up over Jonah to give him shade. Uh, but then he makes the plant die. Uh, and Jonah is angry about the plant dying. He's lost his shade. 
Uh, And the book finishes very abruptly with God saying these words, verse 10. You pity the plant for which you did not labor, uh, nor did you make it grow, uh, which came into being in a night and perished in a night. And should not I pity Nineveh, that great city in which there are more than 120,000 persons who do not know their right hand from their left, and also much cattle? The real end. Uh, So let's come back to that question that we asked at the start. Uh, What does the story of Jonah show us about God? The first thing it shows us is that God is a God of grace. Uh, He's a God of second chances, isn't he? Uh, A God who is compassionate and patient. Uh, A God who is uh, exactly as Jonah knew him to be, uh, even if he didn't want him to be like that. Uh, A gracious God, merciful, slow to anger, uh, abounding in steadfast love and relenting from disaster. Uh, We've seen that in the way that God treats Nineveh. Uh, At the start, God is clearly angry at Nineveh uh, and he warns them that they'll be destroyed. Uh, But we also see God's incredible compassion and patience, don't we? Uh, When they they turn from their evil and they call out to God, uh, he relents. Uh, And God explains to Jonah at the end that he pities Nineveh like Jonah pitied that plant. Uh, The word pities uh, is much richer in the the, um, original language. Uh, It means really that he he wept over them. He had compassion on them. Uh, He he grieved over them. Uh, God's saying to Jonah, uh, you're grieving uh, the plant that that grew up over you, uh, but I grieve people. Uh, God is compassionate and loving. As an aside, uh, many people today um, have a problem with a God who gets angry, uh, like, like he does at the start with the Ninevites. Uh, but God's anger is always controlled and right. Uh, and most of us would agree that uh, to be passionate about justice in the world uh, does cause rightful anger, doesn't it? Uh, when we hear about that awful lorry uh, with the bodies recently, uh, it's right to be angry. Uh, and evil makes God angry uh, because he's a God of justice. So we've seen God's patience with the Ninevites, uh, and we see his patience with Jonah himself too, don't we? Uh, I love that personal relationship with Jonah. Uh, Jonah has ignored the God of the universe. Uh, he's, he's run in the opposite direction, uh, and yet God sends a, a fish to rescue him. Uh, and when Jonah still hasn't learned his lesson, uh, God patiently takes time to, to help Jonah uh, see why he cares for Nineveh. Uh, I love the way you see God uh, just patiently teaching Jonah throughout this book. Uh, but what is it that, that Jonah's really struggling with in this book? Uh, what's his big problem? Uh, it's God's amazing character. Uh, it's a tension that Jonah just can't grasp. I mean, how can God be a God of justice uh, and a God of ju- mercy at the same time? Uh, how can God forgive people who've done violence and evil? Uh, how can God be merciful and just? Uh, I wonder if you've ever asked that question. Uh, it's a question that we probably ask, uh, even if we um, maybe don't really internalize it or realize it. Uh, on the one hand, uh, we want God to be patient uh, and merciful with us, uh, with our friends, uh, even if we ignore him and run away from him. Uh, whilst at the same time, we ask, how can God let those things happen? How can he not uh, punish the perpetrators of that lorry right now? And the question of how God can be uh, both merciful and just uh, isn't really resolved in the book of Jonah. 
Um, but it does uh, drive us forward in the story of the Bible uh, to a point where it is resolved. Uh, 750 years after Jonah, uh, Jesus walked the earth and he called himself greater than Jonah. Uh, he said that in Matthew 12, verse 41. Uh, he was uh, the one that the, the story of Jonah points to. Uh, and we see that in so many ways. Uh, Jonah was sent uh, by God to Nineveh and he doesn't weep over the city. He doesn't have any compassion on them. Uh, but God sent Jesus and, and as he goes to Jerusalem uh, on his way to the cross, uh, he weeps over the city, we're told. Uh, he has great sorrow uh, as he contemplates the way that the, the people of Jerusalem have turned their back uh, on God and rejected him. Uh, and as they crucify Jesus in Jerusalem, uh, he says, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Does that remind you of anything? Uh, God says this in the last verse of Jonah, uh, Should not I pity Nineveh? that great city in which there are more than 120,000 persons uh, who do not know their right hand from their left hand. Uh, Jesus shows exactly the same character as God, doesn't he? Uh, he is God. Uh, and at the cross, uh, that question of how God can be both infinitely just and infinitely merciful uh, is answered uh, because all sin was punished at the cross. Uh, and yet God took it on himself. Jesus said this, uh, For just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Uh, Matthew 12, verse 40. Uh, Jonah encouraged the sailors to throw him overboard. Uh, he went uh, saying, I'll take God's wrath uh, so that you don't have to. Uh, and Jesus went to the cross. Uh, to take God's wrath uh, so that we don't have to. Uh, of course, uh, Jesus is far greater than Jonah, uh, not least because uh, Jesus was perfect and he took on himself the sins of the whole world. Uh, but Jonah points us to Jesus. Uh, and at the end of Jonah's prayer in chapter two, uh, he says, salvation comes from the Lord. Uh, at least he got that right, didn't he? Uh, because some have uh, called that the central verse of the scriptures. Uh, salvation comes from the Lord. Uh, Jonah didn't know uh, the fullness of what that meant at the time, uh, but we do uh, as we look to Jesus. Uh, it's the, the main point of the entire Bible. Uh, God saves. Uh, we can't save ourselves. Uh, that's the fantastic news of the gospel. Uh, which brings us to the, the second key thing uh, that we see about God in the book of Jonah. And don't, don't worry, this one's a bit shorter. Uh, God is a God of mission. Uh, we've seen in the book of uh, Jonah that it's in God's character uh, to reach out. Uh, he reaches out to the Ninevites, uh, outside of God's people, uh, to Jonah himself. Uh, uh, and we've seen the ultimate example of uh, God reaching out by sending his son to us on a mission to bring salvation. Uh, he's a God of mission. He reaches out. He doesn't just keep himself to himself. Uh, and amazingly, uh, he chooses to use us uh, in that mission. Uh, as God uh, called Jonah to leave his homeland uh, and go and preach uh, uh, to uh, foreigners, uh, Jesus calls us. Uh, and after Jesus rose from the dead, uh, he said this, uh, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, uh, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always uh, to the end of the age. Uh, when God blesses us uh, with the gospel, uh, he always sends us out uh, to be a blessing to other people. 
Uh, we're to take the gospel to, to them. Uh, the news uh, that salvation comes from the Lord. Uh, we're to be like Jesus, uh, full of compassion, uh, on a mission, uh, holding out the gospel uh, to others. We have a God uh, who calls us to go. Uh, the book of Jonah uh, ends very abruptly, doesn't it? Uh, maybe you thought uh, in that video from Joe earlier that uh, the video just stopped at the wrong point. Now, why does the book of Jonah end so abruptly? Well, it ends uh, with God's question to Jonah, uh, shouldn't I have compassion uh, on these people? Uh, we don't know how Jonah responded, uh, but it seems to me that the abrupt ending uh, points the finger at us, doesn't it? The readers. Uh, God, through the author, uh, asks the same question of us. Uh, do you understand my compassion? Uh, do you understand grace? Are you willing to go? Uh, are we willing to, uh, to look at those uh, with deeply uh, opposing beliefs outside of the church and have compassion on them? Uh, are we going to love them as our neighbor? Uh, will we risk uh, sharing the gospel with them? Uh, for some of us, uh, that might mean uh, leaving our homeland uh, like Jonah, uh, like the missionaries we've seen uh, in these videos, uh, maybe relocating to a church plant in the UK or, or maybe uh, going abroad. Uh, and I guess it's always uh, easy to think that that's for other people. Uh, but maybe God uh, has put this on your heart. Uh, maybe it's something you feel that you should explore. Uh, and we'd love uh, to do that with you. Uh, uh, we'd love you to mention it to Ken and I, and, and we can help you explore that. Uh, and it'd be good to be praying for people here uh, in the church who are exploring that right now. We have a few people thinking about that. Uh, but for many of us, uh, it'll mean staying here uh, in the Northeast uh, or wherever. Uh, but it'll mean going to our neighbors, uh, our colleagues, uh, those on our sports team, uh, wherever it is, uh, and being willing to love them, uh, to get to know them, spend time with them, uh, and share the gospel with them. Uh, speak to them about Jesus. Uh, and being willing to take a risk in that, uh, to be bold. Uh, so let's be uh, praying for opportunities this week uh, to do that. Uh, and why not, um, let me encourage you to, to start praying for five people uh, who you could speak to about Christmas uh, or invite along to our Christmas events. Now would be a great time uh, to start doing that. Uh, I'm challenged that Jonah didn't go uh, because he didn't care about the Ninevites. Uh, and will we go? Uh, I imagine uh, many of us uh, are a bit like Jonah. Uh, we run from God. Uh, maybe we get angry at him at points. Uh, or uh, we don't really love the people that he wants us to go to. Uh, maybe we don't trust him enough to go to those people. Uh, and all of us need to remember this. Uh, the mission God gave Jonah... Uh, and the mission he gives us uh, might entail uh, difficulty and suffering, but the mission God gave Jesus uh, meant certain death and suffering, and yet Jesus went, uh, and he went thinking of us. Uh, that's the proof uh, that God is good. Uh, that's the proof that we can trust him. Uh, that's God's amazing grace. Uh, that's his incredible character. Now I said uh, earlier that we don't know how Jonah responded at the, book of, uh, at the end of the book of Jonah, uh, whether he really understood God's grace, uh, but it seems most likely to me uh, that uh, he wrote this book. I mean, where else did it come from? Uh, and given the book of Jonah paints Jonah as such a fool, uh, and God is so amazing, 
Uh, it seems that he wanted us to understand uh, God's grace um, as Jonah had done uh, and to be willing to go. Let's pray that we would uh, listen to, to Jonah's book. Father God, thank you that you are a patient God, slow to anger, abounding in love and compassion. And we thank you that you've, you've shown that to us and we pray that uh, as we uh, know that more deeply, uh, we would have compassion for, uh, for others, uh, for those who are opposed to us, uh, for those uh, who don't know you. Uh, we pray you'd help us to be willing to go. Uh, and uh, pray that uh, we would uh, be on mission as a church. Pray that, that would be what we are about uh, here in the Northeast, uh, abroad, uh, going to all nations. Uh, we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.